All right, we are here with Ross Dellinger, LSU football reporter for The Advocate out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you doing today, Ross? A little outside of being uh, real busy, I'm fine. Well, I said it's that time of year. It's football season. Everybody's fired up, ready to go. Uh, what's the what's the atmosphere like in Baton Rouge this week? Well, it's a uh, it's a weird one. I'll tell you that. Um, obviously, with the game against Florida canceled last week, there there are a lot of angry people here. Not just fans, but administrators and probably some coaches and players too. Uh, so it's it's a um, it's a weird deal. You know, they have Southern Miss this week. They're almost uh, 25, I think, point favorites. So it's an odd situation. Everybody's still talking about the LSU-Florida game, and nobody's really kind of talking about the game upcoming this week. So kind of an odd deal. And then, of course, two weeks ago, <laughs> you know, LSU changed head coaches. So there's that as well. Well, I, that's the way I like it. I mean, I hope nobody talks about the game this week. I hope everybody o- overlooks yeah. Southern Miss and just looks forward to the Ole Miss game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, Les Miles being fired a few weeks ago. How has the team responded to interim head coach Ed Orgeron? Oh, well, it's, it's you know, we just had a one-game exam. Um, you know, we only had one game to grade them by, you know, um, but it was good. Blow, blew out Missouri 42-7, to uh, set a bunch of records. One specifically, you know, the most offensive yards in a Southeastern Conference game for LSU in the school history, really. So, you know, it obviously they came out with a lot of energy, but I think the administrators wanted. That's why they made the change when they did, I think. So just that one game, we've only seen that one game, but uh, if you're judging by that, you know, they, they certainly have a lot more energy and enthusiasm, and he tweaked the offense just enough, it looks like, so where, you know, LSU can have some success and utilize his talents. Do you think that that well, and you kind of alluded to it, but do you think that the uh, offensive output against Missouri can be attributed to a change in coaching philosophy or the strength of the opponent? Yeah, you know, I think it's like usual. I think it's probably a little both, but I mean, you know, just set that record in 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 put up those points like they did with with seemed like such ease without some some other things changing. So I think it 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 had a lot to do with some of the little tweaks on offense and. Uh, there weren't any. There weren't a ton of new plays, but there were plays at a new formations, and uh, there were just tweaks here and there. There's more willingness to pass the ball, more, especially early, and open up the run, and that was a big part of that game. LSU came out in four wide receiver sets for the first four plays, and I, I'm not sure all season. I'm not sure all of last year LSU opened or, or had you know four straight plays of four receiver sets. So. They spread them out. They tweaked a little things here and there. They ran some different plays in our new formations, and it all came together. What is the status of star running back Leonard Fournette right now? Uh, Orgeron said uh, Monday that he's questionable. Today he, didn't, he did not practice Monday either. He was just kind of standing around off to the side. Uh, didn't dress out for Monday's practice. I think we'll know a lot Tuesday. He's dressed out at practice, but questionable to me. It, it, I'm, I'm, you know, I lean toward him not playing in the game. And honestly, Darius Geis, the backup running back, he's not just as good as Leonard. It's hard. That's hard to say. That's hard to do. But he would start at a lot of other SEC programs, you know, without a guy like Leonard. You know, he's he's second only because he's behind maybe the best running back in the nation. So he's really talented and really, really good. He put on a show against Missouri, and he's put on, uh, you know, he's had some great outings. Last year as a true freshman. 
So I think they probably believe that Darius guys can get the job done against against a Southern Miss defense that struggled. So I'd I'd be you know part of me would be a little surprised if if Leonard suited up. Who are some of the other players to watch on the Tiger team? Well, I, you know Arden Key. I, you know I think he I don't know if he still leads the nation in sacks, but he's up there. He's uh, number forty nine. He's kind of an outside linebacker type defensive end. And I think he's got seven sacks through through five games. So uh, he's averaging a pretty good clip there. A lot of tackles for losses. He's certainly a, a guy on LSU's defense to to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, they got a new starting quarterback, Danny Etling. They they put him in to uh, start the third game of the year. And uh, he's he's been solid. He's been a guy that they can kind of count on back there. And a new offensive coordinator, Steve Inzeminger, is you know, game planning based around Danny's skills. He's more of a pocket passer, unlike Brandon Harris. So, you know, he's a guy that struggled, though, with the deep ball, like Danny has. He just struggled with accuracy with the deep ball. So it'll be interesting to see how much he's improved on that. And, and, uh, and, and you know, I'd, of course, keep an eye on Darius Geis. You know, he's that, that backup running back to Leonard Fournette who will probably start just an electric kid, uh, just kind of a ball of muscle. I mean, this kid is – just really stout, and he'll he can run you over, but man, he can he can also outrun you, and, and he makes the the jump cut as good as anybody. What are some of the strengths and weaknesses of this LSU football team? Well, certainly the strength is just the running game in general, uh, not just Leonard, but again that Darius Guy's kid and fullback JD Moore in an offensive line that's been beat, kind of beaten and battered, but they've they opened some holes against Missouri, that's for sure. So the running game is always LSU strength. You know, a weakness. They, you know, the passing game is still is still a weakness. Uh, they have um, they have struggled, even with Danny Etling and new starting quarterback. It's just just kind of uh, they're they're just not a well-oiled machine in the passing game, and they haven't been for the last two or three years. Uh, so that's still a struggle. Of course, defensively in general is a strength. I mean, they've they've LSU's allowed five touchdowns through through five games. So. That is something they, they are they are very hard to score a touchdown against. LSU, you mentioned it earlier, received an unscheduled bye week this past weekend because of uh, Hurricane Matthew delaying the LSU-Florida game. It doesn't seem likely that the game's going to be made up, does it? It does not, no. Um, you know, LSU, there's a couple of options, but most of them have been ruled out, except for the December 30th option, or not 30th, 3rd. December 3rd is the, the, the same date as the SC Championship game. So the SEC championship game would have to get moved, and that would take a lot of stuff. I mean, that would take a lot of, of things happening. So uh, it's right now it's not likely to be made up. You have some Mississippi ties yourself. I remember you used to write for the Clarion Ledger. Yeah, I did. I covered uh, I covered high schools for the Clarion Ledger for a couple of years, and then then I covered Jackson State for the Clarion Ledger for two years. I was there for about four four and a half years uh, in Jackson from about '08, I guess, to around 2012. And then I'm from Biloxi. I was raised in Biloxi, Mississippi. So, so definitely, yeah. And I, actually, most of my family uh, are Southern Miss grads, and, and a lot of them are coming over and crashing with me uh, for the uh, for the game. Do you have any advice for any uh, Golden Eagles who may be making the trip to Baton Rouge? Any places they should check out? Yeah, well, there's two. You know, there's kind of two main bar district areas, restaurant areas, in, in Baton Rouge. There's a place called the Overpass. It's on Perkins Row, and um, it, it's got um, – or Perkins Road, I should say. And it's got a lot of restaurants and bars, and there's, and there's downtown uh, on 3rd Street. Same thing, got a lot of restaurants and bars. So 
those are two kind of entertainment districts uh, in Baton Rouge that I, I think is worth worth uh, the Golden Eagles trying out. Well, the weather forecast looks amazing for this weekend in Baton Rouge. Uh, last question, do you have any predictions for the game on Saturday? Well, you know, I watched a little bit of Southern Miss's game at UTSA, and uh, boy, they really struggled. You know, defensively, I just think that, you know, LSU can really exploit Southern Miss. Um, and, and the Tigers' defense seems to thrive off of the up-tempo spread offense. They seem to dominate teams that run that. So it's it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be tough, especially night game in Tiger Stadium for Southern Miss to, to stay with LSU for too long. But I'll tell you this, every, there's so much crazy stuff as we've discussed going on in Baton Rouge. Uh, you have this LSU-Florida game lingering over everybody, you know, Orgeron, the new coach. and I, You know, who knows what can happen? Maybe they look past them. Well, Ross, thank you for joining us. Guys, we'll be right back with more To The Top Talk. 